Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And ladies and gentlemen, the jingle hop has begun. Because this is <laughs> this is song versus song. It is our annual Christmas episode. You jolly? You feeling jolly? Uh, all right. Giddy up, jingle horse. <laughs> Pick we up your ready. feet. All right. Yes. This, oh, for the Christmas. Oh, how you doing, ho? Hey. <laughs> for the Christmas episode, we are doing two absolute classics. We are doing Bobby Helms's Jingle Bell Rock versus Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Lena, I don't think I've heard these songs enough times in my life. Can't can't tell if joking. <laughs> no, like I don't know why we do the Christmas episodes and more specifically why I choose Christmas episodes to do. I'll tell you why, actually, because it reminds me that these songs are actual songs. You know, like yeah. it is. It's like looking at like trying to admire the art on a dollar bill. Like it's just been there a part of your life for so long that it doesn't even register anymore. And this gives us a chance to really dig down and listen to these songs and not just have them playing in the background as we trudge through them all looking for last minute gifts. Can I tell you something? Please. I think these songs are actually pretty good. They're both good. These are both good songs. Although I have to say, I think that the (laughs) the um, commenters don't necessarily agree. Well, that's okay. I, so I think that there's a, there's a, a lot that we'll talk about that pertains to this era of music. I feel like that's a really big part of it. And I think that um, I have a question for you, which will eventually lead somewhere. I promise. How old is your dad? How old is my dad? Yeah. Uh, Not, not young. Um, Older than these two songs. 60s, 70s, about what, where is Uh, he? About about 65 retirement age. So what, what kind of landed in my mind as I was looking at these two songs and looking at this era and thinking about a lot of the culture of this time um, and how both rock and roll and Christmas are a really big part of the 1950s, uh, I realized that my dad, uh, his he will turn 73 this month. So he was born in 49. Uh, and I feel like, that means that like his single digit childhood is the 1950s. And as a result, I think that the nostalgia of that and the fact that I was born in 1980 and then had, you know, the, the 80s being sort of the 1950s redux. Right. That nostalgia factor, that that whole thing really hit me like a ton of bricks. So I sort of have a different relationship to these songs than perhaps someone who is in their early 30s or 20s, right? Like, I feel like I'm exactly in the sweet spot. My dad was a kid in the 50s. I was a kid in the 80s. And I feel like those two things combined have a huge impact on how I viewed these two songs. When we were kids, the oldie stations still played 50s music. Like, they would still play Elvis and Buddy Holly and Fats Domino and all them. Sure, well, I listened to a lot of CBS 101.1, and they would do, like, doo-wop shop and stuff like that. And um, and so you heard, like, all that stuff. And, you know, we'll probably talk a little bit about the Brill Building because it, it factors into one of these songs, at least. And, um, and, yeah, like, that whole era of music. But it's interesting that you pro- pointed out, like, trying to see the art in a dollar bill. Yeah. That is you using the economy of words. Um, But allow me to explain why that's such a perfect way of putting it. 
So the 1950s... Go on. ...is the foundation of modern American culture and consumerism. And... I want to say that's when, like, the modern advertising industry begins. Well, very much so. And one of the really big rallying points is Christmas. You have to keep in mind that prior to the 1950s, Christmas was for Christians. It was a holiday (laughs) for religion. And it's not anymore. I mean, like, I don't, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel saying this, but it's important to put into context that the 50s was the decade that made Christmas what it has been in perpetuity in the United States of America ever since, right? Like, even if you look at the two decades that followed of counterculture, Christmas had this sneaky way where you could be as mad as you wanted the rest of the year, but you better be good for goodness sake when Christmas comes around. So like the Christmas culture of the 1950s carries through forever. That just doesn't go away. Like even I think in the 2020s, it still just kind of is always there because it it never got countercultured out entirely. (laughs) No, everyone celebrates Christmas. Even like your like hardcore socialist leftists, People on Twitter will like interrupt their rose emojis to say it's like, God, I really loved this. You know, the fucking Hallmark movie with Lindsay Lohan this year or whatever. Yes. Well, it's (sighs) funny that you bring up Lindsay Lohan. That also will (laughs) factor in today. There's a reason why it was on my mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, But relevant to one of these two songs, by the way, let's 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 just um, very quickly do the thing that we do. Um, picking between one of these two songs, which one do you think is better? Um, well, for me, like trying to pick, I went out, I went down to my piano in the other room and I played them both. And they're both actually really interesting, well-constructed songs. But for me, like the key moment is when Brenda Lee busts out voices singing, let's be jolly. And like Brenda Lee's such a great singer. And like the song hits that, that moment so hard I think that was uh, my deciding factor. So I'm going to go with rocking around the Christmas tree. Man. Though okay. it's, 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 it's a razor thin margin. It is. I'll tell you what. Uh, I also kind of lean that way, but we'll, um, but I think Jingle Bell Rock is, it really, it's, it's, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I would say the thing that really, really works for me on that track and the thing that's superior on that track to rocking around the Christmas tree is um, the guitar work of Hank Garland because he's the guitarist on both those songs. Yeah, uh, a true legend of uh, the I, uh, studio sphere of the fifties. I think that um, the guitar riffs on Jingle Bell Rock are superior, and I think it's by a lot. I love the guitar riffs on that. I think they're just so perfect. And the thing about that song is. There's a, you know, like, I mean, both these songs and most Christmas songs, there's a million covers. None of them sound the way that the original Jingle Bell Rock does because nobody else is doing what Hank Garland did. Uh, So I feel like that's, if I was going to make an argument in favor of Jingle Bell Rock, it's him. Yeah, for what it's worth, Hank Garland was like a guitar legend in like the studio in Nashville during the original Rockabilly times. He played on almost all of Elvis's like really big hits of the late fifties, early sixties. So, you know, little sister, don't you 
That's that's him. He's incredible. He's, uh, he's he is a legend for a reason. He's I mean he's one of the all time greats. Yeah, I am. Um, I went through a whole bunch of covers. I I heard uh, Brian Setzer's Jingle Bell Rock. It sucks, and it's, it's not, not like Brian's. It's not like Brian Setzer can't play the guitar. I don't know what went wrong, but it's magic in a bottle, man. Uh, you know, I just, I don't think there. I don't know if there is a good version of Jingle Bell Rock that's not the original. Honestly, no, I'm sure there isn't. That's the thing, and like I I don't know if I would say the same otherwise for rocking around the Christmas tree necessarily, but mm-hmm. it's 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 tough to say, right? I think that for me, again, if I'm going to make an argument against rocking around the Christmas tree, it's that as great as Brenda Lee is on that track, and she's wonderful, she's only 14. Do you realize she was, she was 14 when she recorded That's that? shocking. It's 14. so, I mean, I knew she was like young. I, I mean, she's still alive right now, and she's not even that old. But she's a that's the other thing I was going to when I brought up, brought up my dad. What I was thinking is my dad's contemporaries with her. She's only like four <laughs> or five years older than my dad. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? That just absolutely blew my mind when I realized it. But for me, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree is a very good track. But Brenda Lee as a singer doesn't really hit her power until the 60s. And then she's making the kind of music that rivals Elvis Presley and rivals the Beatles, right? Like she's like, I think like the third biggest seller, the most consistent person up on the charts um, other than them. Like she's just there all the time. Well, the early 60s are famously like a terrible time for rock and roll. And Brenda Lee is generally considered like one of the people like keeping the the flame of rock and roll alive because like that the early 60s were dominated by like really uh, like wimpy, simpy teen idols like Fabian and guys like them. Yeah. Frankie it's, Avalon. It's interesting to think about that because the 1950s is such a, such a fascinating era for rock and roll, right? Like that really is kind of the birthplace. Um, you know, that's when like radio stations start playing it. That's, you know, that's when rock around the clock comes out. That's the beginning of Elvis's career. And I think very notably also, I think it's about when um, solid body, electric guitars were available like you could buy them you could buy you could buy an electric guitar and have one right like that was a thing you couldn't have and so i think when i when i think of that era that's one of the really big 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 things is that the electric guitar first started to find purchase in the cultural consciousness not just because you were hearing it on the radio because you could go out and buy one of those fuckers and play it that's huge what a game changer (laughs) Yeah, like the thing about both these songs is that they were rock songs about Christmas when there was like no guarantee that rock and roll was going to even be here by, you know, by Christmas. Like these are novelty songs. These are joke songs. Like what if rock but Christmas? And the thing that's funny about that is that it's now with <clears throat> with uh, with the long site of history you can see how that was very smart but it's not like people weren't trying all sorts of things uh consider that bobby helms has another christmas hit hit go go on i don't know this one uh, <laughs> oh man hold on i gotta bring up the full title there it is it's called captain santa claus and his reindeer space patrol okay we're going to pause for a second <laughs> 
it's only two minutes long, so we are going to. Uh, I mean, it's two and a half, but sure. So I'm I'm going to assume this is from like the era of like Captain Video and cheapo like fifties sci fi. Yeah, well, I, listen to it, and then we'll. I think we can have a little conversation. I think there's a lot of things to hold on, consider hold on. about that time. This is a. We're thirty seconds in. This is a kind of an ordeal. It's something. It's really something. Basically, the pitch of the song is. Santa's sleigh has broken down, but Santa's helpers have given him a new ride, a rocket ship. <laughs> and that's how he brings all the toys to all the good little girls and boys. And, and when we're uh, talking like a Looney Tunes, Wiley Coyote rocket ship is the only thing I can imagine here. I mean, it could be, but I think that something that's worth considering is that, you know, that's like a 1957, I believe. And uh, I always think about, you know, I mean, yes, science fiction was happening at the time, but, you know, it was 1955 where um, Disney did that um, Man in Space short um, that like became like this really popular documentary that was seen by millions of people like as soon as it went out and then they put it in theaters and it was up for awards. And um, that was the one that sort of revealed the von braun idea of the rocket ship right it like made it part of like the cultural consciousness so i think that from there i think especially if you think about something like walt disney and and the disney company in general right like they feel like christmas don't they yes um and especially you know i think they build a lot of what the 1950s is a lot of the foundation of what american culture is is built on what the disney company was about so I think that there's probably a degree of that thought process, right? Like he's making a Christmas rocket, which feels very Disney. So I think that there's something sort of interesting connective tissue between Bobby Helms and Disney doing rocket stuff, unfortunately, with, with Von Braun, who was, you know, a German scientist and Nazi, which is yeah, a whole well, a whole other conversation. I don't, the, the point is like Jingle Bell Rock and – captain santa claus and his space reindeer or whatever in 1957 like those are like identical ideas like what is hot right now let's make a christmas song out of it like if it's like saying doing like tamagotchi christmas in 1997 or like little john's crunk christmas in 2004 like it is just the hot thing right now and like that context has been kind of scrubbed because jingle bell rock and rock around the clock I mean, you know, rocking around the Christmas tree are the sound of Christmas now. And rock is just like a, an enduring classic form of uh, music that has existed for 70 years. And it's, it's hard to listen to it with fresh ears. One of the things I really liked about the Elvis movie that came out is that it put some of like the edge back into like the really classic rock and roll rockabilly stuff. Oh, I shouldn't have watched that. Oh, well, you haven't watched the Elvis movie movie nope. of the year. Okay. <laughs> but these are not these are not the edgy kind of rock and roll like the no one's uh burning these records in the streets no i mean this was the you know it was it was consumer culture white culture commodifying rock and roll right like this was the era where that was starting as a sidebar to that since we're talking about both these songs i think on the subject of um rocking around the christmas tree it's very important to talk about the composer of that, which is Johnny Marks. Go on. I actually don't know much about Mr. Marks. 
So Johnny Marks uh, is. Oh, but I he su- came up in the. He came up when we did a uh, Rudolph versus Frosty, right? Yes, he did because he yes. on the sixth floor of the Brill Building in 1949 wrote Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and was sort of known like that was that was like the big floor, right? That was where a lot of the really big composers of the time all kind of chilled out, and he notably wrote. Uh, a couple of um, of Christmas classics there. He did that. He did uh, Holly Jolly Christmas. He did this one. He did a lot of like the Rankin Bass stuff. Yeah, the entirety of Rudolph. The um, yeah, the Christmas special. Yeah, like all your like Island and Misfits toy stuff. That's him. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense <laughs> when you consider the fact that Johnny Marks is Jewish, right? Of like this, so this yes. is so this is where things kind of like. Uh, where we settle into um, another episode of our podcast, <laughs> Things to Piss Off Kanye West. Uh, I, oh, boy, am I glad we did a Kanye thing before. <laughs> there it is. Before it all fell apart. Now, yes, indeed, indeed. Anyway, that's the one and only joke I'll make. But the thing that's kind of interesting to know is that Christmas becoming this holiday that was corporate meant that it was a holiday for everybody. It became this very secular thing, and so there was a lot of opportunity, and you have to consider that the music industry at the time was one of those places where anti-Semitism was not so rampant. So it was a place. It was a place where you could be a Jew and and make a living, and so a lot of the biggest Christmas songs of all time were written by Jews. So you, I was actually, I looked this up. I was like, what, what else is there? So like chestnuts roasting on an open fire, let it snow, Santa baby, most wonderful time of the year, silver bells, white Christmas, uh, walking in a winter wonderland and on and on and on and on and on. It's, it's pretty interesting that like all these songs were all written by Jews, all of them. Oh, the same guy wrote run, run Rudolph. But I find it really, it's a really interesting fact of Christmas in the 1950s is that that like it was such a success at making it for everybody yeah that so much of the the most popular and enduring facets of modern Christmas were actually created like so much of Christianity suck at Christianity <laughs> no, not really uh but yeah I mean like I just think it's really it's it's just one of those things anyway so Johnny Marks is this huge part of a lot of just music period because he's he's a big part of the Brill Building, which is as far as bringing rock music to the masses and girl singers and boy groups and stuff like that. That's really, that's the place, right? Where they were specifically bringing in songwriters to write music, to give to artists, to then have it played on the radio. That's the place. And this is kind of in the lead up to that right like johnny marks is a part of that and and this era of rock music is in the dna of that i like that song rocking around the christmas tree yes what's your favorite part you already said what it was i guess you know i'm that sax solo is really good too i was that's that is on the list of things that i was like we better make sure that we that we talk about it because you know if you're going to talk about um Hank Garland, the other person you have to talk about is Boots Randolph. I did not know this before we did this episode. The guy who does the sax solo on Rock and Around the Christmas Tree is Boots Randolph, most famous <laughs> for Yakky Sax. Yep. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest sax song of all time. 
Wow. And he is also on this. Like, this is going to be a, a that's a pretty hard. Uh, th- I'm just the weird thing is, like, like, rocking around the Christmas tree has such a pedigree. Like, Brenda Lee was like a humongous pop star. And she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Country Music Hall of Fame. Bobby Helms was a guy who existed for 1957 and 1957 alone. He had a couple country hits and he performed Jingle Bell Rock that year. And then he completely disappeared, except for this one song, which has to have made him a fucking mint. Oh, you don't think that uh, that great song Fraulein? That's, you know, that's part of wild, the, isn't it? Well, he was in he was in the war, and I guess right. they, he 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 had like a sweet German honey <laughs> that he supposed like it's. That, I don't think they've ever actually confirmed that that's true, but that's the supposed story is that he wrote this song called Fraulein. Although although he says it differently, and he doesn't he doesn't pronounce it the way that that word is pronounced because of course he doesn't. But um, yeah, that was like, like that was his like, other big hit, Fraulein. And boy, hasn't that turned out to be an enduring classic on the level of Jingle Bell Rock? I mean, it's it, it's a little bigger than I think you're giving it credit for. It certainly has gotten covered again and again, and the, like, con- like he I've has. Never I heard think of it. He, I think he's got a little more. He's got a little more juice in the country world. I would say that um, there are people in the country world who would tell you that his influence on rockabilly is substantial enough. Yeah, he's in the Rockabilly Hall of Fame, which I didn't, which is not a thing I knew existed. But I mean, like he was there. He was there. He was a a guy who had country hits and rock hits. Otherwise, I don't think one out of every you know ten thousand people would be able to name a second song by the guy. I could honestly couldn't have without (laughs) research. Um, So yeah, it's kind of interesting that that really is the one thing he's got, and also that there were a lot of writers on that, and even some disagreement on who wrote what. I want to say that Hank Garland wouldn't lie about this. The legend, the legend Hank Garland versus the two guys who claim they wrote it, Beal and Booth, who I've never heard of. Don't know. But it is, I can say that it's out there and it's interesting because it doesn't, you don't listen to that song and go, man, there's too many cooks in that kitchen. Because <laughs> that's the other thing about it is that it's deeply uncomplicated, Right. There's right. because rocking around the Christmas tree has that sax section and I think a little more um, instrumentation in general. It feels like a more complex song, whereas Jingle Bell Rock is really like the hook is in that guitar riff, right? That's the thing that really yeah. sells it. So it doesn't need a lot. Although, interestingly, you know who did do a cover of Jingle Bell Rock? Hundreds of people. Uh, well, I meant Brenda Lee. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, her version is very good. It's very good, but the thing is, it's the that only it's, it's it's the only good cover version of uh, Jingle Bell Rock I've ever heard. But it's got those string hits to it, right? Like it's got this whole yeah. orchestra section, which is so unnecessary. Song doesn't need it. It doesn't. But I I love Brenda Lee's voice. Agree. I mean, you can't go wrong with that voice. Um, uh huh, honey. What I really, what I think is kind of cool. We brought it back to Kanye again. Oops. But come on, man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Anyway. So what I think is interesting about uh, rocking around the Christmas tree, as far as Brenda Lee is concerned, is that because she's so young and she hasn't come out of her own completely and developed her own voice, her own sound, 
that song, there are moments where she does like she's got a little bit of that Buddy Lee, uh, uh oh, like just a couple, <laughs> just Buddy a Holly. little bit. Yeah, which I love. I think it suits mm-hmm. the song really well. But it belies the fact that her identity has not been solidified yet. I don't know. I would never have guessed that this was by a 13 year old, you know, it's it's wild that she's such a young teenager. Like, no, of course, I would never have guessed that she has such a mature sounding voice. But I mean, for for goodness sake, God, (laughs) like all you have to do is skip ahead just a couple of years and like. The, the difference is just so enormous, right? Like, listen to, like, I'm sorry or emotions. Like, those tracks, like, her voice is just, like, it was already great, but take it to, like, a, a Break It To Me Gently era, and it's just that much more powerful. You know, I was just cruising through the Brenda Lee discography, and I was checking out some of her last, hits which is you know 1963 which is you know her her time in the spotlight was not very long but like those final hits of hers from 63 sound so different because you know it's a difference between a 15 year old and 18 year old which is humongous goodness gracious how is she so young and like with a voice that powerful it doesn't make sense i cruise through a whole bunch of cover versions of both these songs. All right. Try, you know, and every, everyone's got to take their own shot at it because, you know, like these are extremely dated songs. They're like, like all Christmas songs, basically they're all trying to catch lightning in a bottle because like you catch that one that catches on and you're set for life. Like Bobby Helms's was that I assume like if Mariah had written nothing else in her life, except that one Christmas song, she'd be a gazillionaire still. So everyone tries to take their own take on it, trying to find that one version of Last Christmas that'll, you know, live on forever. None of these are good. None of these are good. The most famous cover of either of these is the Holland Oates version of Jingle Bell Rock. It's bad. It's really not. I mean, it's fine, I guess, but it's not good. No, it's it's actually bad. It's it, it well, it's just again, like it's really it 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 speaks to how much they got it right in the <laughs> late fifties. That it's been so unimitatable. That's, that's, I mean, you really have to, that's, that's that's something that I find truly astonishing because the 1950s is a terrible decade. (laughs) Awful. (laughs) Truly an evil decade. Get back into that kitchen, women. Get back into that closet, gays. Like, not a great decade, guys. And yet, the way that it was, rewritten and the way that there was an opportunity to make a living in a lot of ways doing creative stuff makes the 50s seem great and the music that comes out of it seems great like these songs are great like they're well constructed they're well performed they're well sang their the instrumentation's great and they're also honestly pretty well produced like they're no more and no less than what they need. I think the thing about cover songs is that people are always trying to either do exactly the same thing, which can't be done, or they're trying to be the same thing but more, and that's always a mistake. Yeah, like these two songs are very just, I guess, inextricably tied to their era. Like the Hall & Oates version is just like so irredeemably 80s 
and then trying to cra- uh, you know graph that onto the 50s it just does not work at all the 80s would be the time to do it though if you were going to try yeah. the 1980s are the decade to do it and uh i've heard hannah montana doing uh rocking around the christmas tree well miley is, has done it twice hasn't she because she's done it as Miley. The thing about Christmas cover songs is that they're always just so irredeemably tied to when you you made it. Like either it's like exactly the same or it's instantly dated. I remember that Jingle Bell Rock Hall and Oates one being like popular. It was or like they it, they played on MTV. It was like a big Christmas episode, and it's so cheesy. I didn't realize that there was a Hall version and an Oates version. And I, the first one I listened to was the Oats version. Oh boy. I was like, well, well, this is why Hall is the lead singer. And then I listened to the Hall one. I was like, actually, this one's not better. I just, I don't know, man. And then there, I found a Camila Cabello version of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Is that, wait, did she do that with uh, Casey Musgraves? Yes. Yeah, well, boy, it's, nothing, it's, ta- like, nothing, nothing brings down Casey Musgraves quite like. I mean, she only does the bridge. Camilla has like the lead on that one. I don't know what it is about the word Christmas, but she, she, she that word really throws her. Oh, yeah. It's like Brennan Cumberbatch trying to say penguin. Yes. Ugh. That she she's tried it many times. She's even made jokes about how she can't pronounce that word correctly. It comes out like quiz moise. Penguin. Walking around the quiz moise tree. That's weird. Uh, yeah. I, I will say this. Rocking around the Christmas tree does at least have less annoying lyrics. I have always been confused, like what a jingle horse is and the jingle hop has begun. What a weird way to put that. Yeah. It's got a bit of a chaos reigns vibe to it. (laughs) Worried about that antichrist, but make it, it's the anti-Christmas. There it is. And of course we have to mention that Lindsay Lohan has put up a cover of her own for her Christmas comeback this year. Yes, that's really something that she was, she she was like, remember Mean Girls? Remember that? Remember that time? It was a Mean Girls. It was like that one, the height of my career, Mean Girls. What I, what, what I always thought about the Mean Girls scene was that they picked a Christmas song entirely at random, those four girls, because they just wanted to dance in skimpy outfits and the actual song did not matter at all. That's why what I got from that scene. Well, they've all, but they've done it every year, haven't they? I thought that there was this sense that there was like a thing that they just did. I mean, they did, but they don't actually like or care about Jingle Bell Rock. But fortunately, it's familiar enough for them that they can like pull it out when they have to sing it on their own. I don't know. I, I It felt like the joke was like, why Jingle Bell Rock? Who cares? It doesn't matter. We get to wear our little outfits. Well, that's like anything where it, you go from doing a thing and it just kind of exists on its own as its own weird thing. And then Lindsay Lohan doing it again, being like, remember that good thing I did that one time? Anyway, here's some nostalgia for you. Yeah. He, here, here it is. It's it's like... I, ho- I it's, hope it's, Lindsay's it's, doing okay. I hope so too. I've, I've heard that that movie is terrible and much must be watched. It's basically like Overboard would make a Christmas. Yeah. And starring I mean, Lindsay well, Lohan. It's, it's, it's a fucking Hallmark Christmas movie or whoever's making it. Is it a Netflix thing or a, a whatever it's, it's, Cameron's it, thing it, she's doing? It came out on Netflix and it's her and Cordover Street. The, from, from Hot Shell Ray? He's, 
I thought he was a Glee guy. Isn't, wasn't he in Glee Court Overstreet? I don't know. There's here's what I know. I don't this know. Is, there there is, are several Overstreets. Can I can I can I explain to you the <laughs> this is a dumb thing that happened. So I was looking that up. I was looking up. This has nothing to do with anything other than how ridiculous it was. I didn't know who Court Overstreet was. I had completely forgotten about him. And right. his so brother I was, is the one in from Hot Shell Ray. But go on. So I was like, oh, like who is in this movie? And I thought it said Chad at first, Chad Overstreet, <laughs> and I was like, no, it's it's not it's not it's not Chad. It's it's not Chad. It's because I'd started at Chad, my brain forgot that C H O R D is a word, <laughs> and so I I said his name is Chord. Chord. <laughs> <laughs> You turning to Raymond, going, "Who is Chord? Who's Chord Overstreet? What kind of name is Chord?" <laughs> and then Raymond, I mean, Chord is not that much better. No, it's here's, here's what I know. Uh, we decided that it's actually Chord. Chord Overstreet. Okay. So that, like, if you ever met him and like you were like interviewing the man and said, "And I'm speaking with Chord Overstreet," that he would say, "It's actually it's Chord." <laughs> anyway, it's a real uh, you had to be there joke, but I just the idea of Chord Overstreet is, is brilliant, and I I hope that Chord got a got a chance to sing some of of of, uh, of that song. Hope I hope Chord sang a little Jingle Bell Rock. Boy, there are so many covers of these. I'm just like cruising through YouTube as we're talking about this. Well, yeah, there's. I mean, here's the thing. You know, you know that it's going to be bad in certain cases. You don't even need to bother listening. Um, because there's a pentatonics version, don't need to listen to that one. There's a Blake Shelton version. I'm like, period. I don't need to listen to Blake Shelton to a song because I know it's going to be absolute horseshit. I mean, I will say, I think Kelly Clarkson did did both, and I would be willing to bet that those are good. Well, yes, she's a real singer. Well, and also but- just in general, Kelly Clarkson, I would say, like something she does a lot of these days is, hey, yes. I'm in a mood to do a cover. And her covers are, I think, more often than not, C plus at minimum. <laughs> like that's the ba- the baseline. baseline. The worst she'll do is C plus, but usually it's a B or above. Yeah. Well, she's a she's excellent at it. I'm looking down here. There's a Hillary Duff version of Jingle Bell Rock, which we could put against the Lindsay Lohan version of Jingle Bell Rock. <sighs> that is some deep hurting, Todd. <laughs> Just, <sighs> uh, that. The the problem with most covers of Jingle Bell Rock is that they sound like commercials. They they don't they don't they, all the rock is gone from them. They're all like overproduced, and there's like Jingle Bells uh, rattling really loud. What's happening now? Wait, hold on. I've got this is stupid, but I I've got nothing else to talk about before we do the questions. All right, Todd, you pointed out that rock and roll making a Christmas song about it was just making a song about a fad. And that they got lucky. Yeah. If we were going to make a Christmas song now, just picking a thing that's a fad, what's happening? What's in the zeitgeist that we could make a Christmas song about? Last year, Kelly Clarkson released a song called Christmas Isn't Cancelled, Just You. <laughs> so cancel culture has already been uh, grabbed. Oh, oh no, can't believe we can't use that one. 
Uh, I don't know. 2022 was a very odd year. Like it was, a, it was kind of nondescript in many ways. I feel like yeah. if, if this was 2020, obviously we would make a terrible Christmas with COVID. COVID Christmas, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there were like a, a shit ton of pandemic Christmas songs. And I'm sure they were all complete dog shit. Just like the, any movie that was trying to like capitalize on COVID, it was probably garbage. I'm just trying to think what happened this year. Wow, this was like a lost year, wasn't it? Kind much, of much more so than 2020 or 2021 because it was just fine. It, it, it was a, it was a, we're just kind of getting to get back. Our I don't know, feet. like a, a Will Smith slap well, Christmas. I don't know. Like aye, aye, aye. that's painful and not just me thinking about getting slapped by Will Smith, which I'm sure would have hurt a great deal. Um, Oh yeah, let's hold off on this one till next year. When oh, okay, when something more eventful happens. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I guess you can't really sell people on Elon bought me bought me for Christmas. I mean, right? that would be terrible. But we're trying to come up with terrible things. Yeah, I mean, I just can't think of anything else. I'm like, what's happened recently? Elon Musk bought Twitter, and then everybody went insane. Um, everyone's trying to get on Elon's insane level, and uh, that's all I can think of. It's just terrible. I really hate trans people, and it's Christmas. I don't, like what. What else has been happening in twenty twenty two? It's it's such a it's such a weird cultural year. Oh oh, oh a cryptocurrency Christmas. <laughs> oh. A crypto crash Christmas. Crypto crash. <laughs> why? That's why you're not getting any presents this year, kids. <sighs> that Santa is, put it all in Bitcoin. That is something to to, to celebrate. That really is. That really warms the cockles of the old heart, doesn't it? Good. All right. You did it. Okay. You okay. want to do the, you want to do the questions? This is going to be a short, it's going to be a, uh, actually, no, we're at 40 something minutes. It'll be, it'll be a correctly length episode. All, All right. right. After we talk a bunch of bollocks, we, we do these questions to sort of try and circle the wagons and make it all make sense. Question number one, one of these songs is going to go away. It's going to disappear. We're going to kick it the fuck out of town. Bye. The other one, it's going to it's going to stick around. It's going to stay forever in perpetuity. Todd for the culture. Which of these songs has to stay? I mean, these songs have been such a like a constant presence in my life. That's that's extremely hard. Uh, I, I kind of want to say Jingle Bell Rock because it was first like I, I think they were both recorded the same year. But like Rock Around the Christmas Tree didn't catch on until Brenda Lee caught on in the early 60s. It's it's interesting because in the end, I guess my thought is neither she nor Johnny Marks really need these songs. They're still they both have so many other songs. Mm -hmm. And that's as is sometimes the case feels like the deciding factor. Right. Like mm -hmm. all these other people get to have other things. And I guess it's just that. I don't want to leave this poor man with just Fraulein and nothing else. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I mean, maybe he would have been happy. He would have moved back to Germany. He would have been with his little Fraulein. <laughs> maybe he'd still he'd still have that rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, still, he'd still have the rocket ship. You know, I don't know. I guess it's I guess it's I guess I guess Jingle Bell Rock. I guess it feels the guitar part does feel so quintessential to me. Yeah, I I think I'm going with that one. But like like these songs are just so neck and neck. It's really hard to say. Question number two: You can you can be around soup to nuts the entire composition of one and only one of these two songs. 
Which one do you want to sort of see how the, the sausage got made? The Christmas sausage. Wait, is Christmas sausage a thing? I don't know. And if not, why not? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> Definitely a good question. Here's the thing. It, if it's a thing, it, it could be. Is it, could it made be. of jingle horse? I didn't know. <laughs> I just, just remember that when we did Frosted the Snowman, I was like, what is this poinsettia thing? That's not a Christmas thing. And it turned out it was a very Christmas thing. Yeah, I didn't get it. I thought I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, I'm just that ignorant of Christmas. All right. Um, which one would I want to see? Um, I don't know. I don't really have a dog in this fight at all. So I guess I would pick Rock Around the Christmas Tree just because, you know, the, the Ackity Sax guy is there and the legendary Brundley is there. I kind of take, uh, you know, yeah, God, I take Jingle Bell Rock just because then we get the answer to the question who actually wrote it. <laughs> we could uh, get the estate of Hank Garland, Bobby Helm, some ro- more royalties. Yeah, we could just, we can, we could, we could settle this hot debate that's been raging for decades once and for all. Now that I've said that out loud, I think you're probably right. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. I don't actually care about that. There's exactly two people that care about that, and it's not us. Right. All right. Question number three. What a t- what a time to be alive. Megan the Stallion is getting up to a night of hot girl shit. Not just any hot girl shit. She's get she's doing hot girl shit Christmas style. She's she is Mother Christmas. She's gonna clap that ass down the chimney and she's gonna be playing one of these two songs when she does it. Todd, which song which Christmas classic now and forever is hot girl shit? Is the song is the song of the season when you when you put down when you put out the milk and the cookies for Santa? What are you playing? You know, Jingle Bell Rock will forever for the rest of my life be associated with uh, four girls in skimpy Santa dresses. That's up there, but just on a song level, actually, no. I guess Rocking Around the Christmas Tree is not all that hot a song, but you know they're dancing. You can dance to that. I don't I don't know. You you answer this one. I don't know. I kinda I mean like the idea of of Megan the Stallion doing a, a like a mean girls. I mean she is a mean girl. I she can be very mean. I not without justification she can't. Uh but I didn't I, say she didn't. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this question really is all or nothing, isn't it? This is a yeah. real either it really matters. It's really a game changer or it's deeply irrelevant. I don't know, man. I Yeah, we're going to put down a big NA on this one. Yeah, it's not applicable. I don't No, I don't think so. I can't see that. I I do want to see Megan Thee Stallion in a Christmas movie though. Hot Girl Christmas? Yeah. Yes. That's the There's answer. There's a 2022 uh, Christmas movie. Well, I mean, I get not it's too late now. 2023. Start filming it now. All right. Megan Thee Stallion's Hot Girl Christmas. Ready for it. I don't know what song's going to be in there. It's going to be the, the song, but it's not going to be either of these. Question number four. Most important question, not just the podcast, but in the, in the history of humankind. William Shatner. Guy who still has beef with his castmates from a 1960s TV show and singer. That's it. Those are the two things. <laughs> the two things. Um, bitter grudges about sci-fi acting and, you know, some, some uh, underrated musicianship. He's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Todd, for now and forever, which one of these two songs must be shat upon? We've done we've done this question for every episode. 
I don't know we've ever had a chance to hear Jolly Shatner. I can already hear him trying to put some holiday cheer into his speak singing. It's awful. It's so, terrible. I'm going to tell you something. Um, Shatner, he, he, baby. He has a Christmas album. I'm aware. I, I think we it came up during the, like the uh, Rudolph episode. It's called Shatner Claus. Is it really? Yes, it is. <laughs> Does he do Shatner, baby? Jingle Bells, Little Drum Boy, which was the night before Christmas. So come on, come at me. Oh my God, the list of uh, the list of featured artists on this, featuring Brad Paisley, featuring Todd Rundgren, featuring Elliot Easton, the the guitarist for the Cars, featuring Rick Waitman from Yes, featuring Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull, featuring Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, featuring Iggy Pop, featuring Henry Rollins, featuring Judy Collins. This is for 2018. Judy Collins and Henry Rollins on a on a CD. This is amazing. Does he do any of the songs we've covered? No, I don't think so. Um, does this help us at all? Feliz Navidad. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rock Around the Christmas Tree because I I can feel him trying to really really rock around the Christmas tree on that one. Voices singing. Let's be jolly. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Mm. Versus versus jingle bell rock, which is kind of nonsense. I think that would throw him. I just, listen, here's the idea. I like the idea of him being really abusive to that horse. <laughs> that's my, that's it. That's all I can think of. Giddy up, jingle horse. Although I, I feel like he, he could do the bit I did right at the beginning of the episode of the jingle hop has begun. There's a thing that didn't, the hop. The sock hop has not really stood the test of time, has it? What What's a sock hop? It's where you take off your shoes to dance. You know, so you're dancing in your socks. Do you hop? Uh, I mean, like a, a hop is. It's I mean, I guess that of, doesn't scuff the floor, but that's a that's a fifties thing that I don't get. Yes. Um. You know, William Shatner is in one of the many Christmas Carol movies. Is he Scrooge or is he the ghost of Christmas present? Because I will accept no other... Uh, I believe the answer is Ghost of Christmas Present. Aha. Uh-huh. I knew it wasn't past. It is in the 2003 movie A Carol Christmas, which stars Tori Spelling. Ugh. And the, that and sounds the, awful. And the Ghost of Christmas Past is Gary Coleman. This sounds really bad. I... This sounds... The, the surreal life of Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't want it. I actually no. think that... My my idea of like John Paul Sartre's No Exit just evolved. <laughs> I just was like, who's it? Who's in that? And I was like, oh, the answer is Tori Spelling, William Shatner, and Gary Coleman, trapped in hell together. All right. Well, why don't we go to the listener comments? Great idea. Yeah. What a what a what a brilliant move. Please. <laughs> okay. Spectral Time writes. Took its sweet time getting here. But Poison versus Strangled 2022 is finally upon us. <laughs> do we do one bad song versus bad song one every year? I, I didn't know realize we did that. I mean, there you always eventually get around to songs that at least I hate <laughs> at least once a year. That's that much is true. Well, like, I feel like no matter what, we are going to get comments like that on a Christmas episode. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, Gene Yunkin writes, what a choice. Jingle Bell, easy listening versus shuffling around the Christmas tree. 
I mean, she was only 14. She wasn't shuffling yet. Well, get, now, now, like now, in, she's in her late 70s. She's shuffling around the Christmas tree now. I feel like like there's a lot of people who are just like, what is rock about Jingle Bell Rock? And I just, I just want to smack them. Like, you have no history. You have no history. You don't get it. The kids don't understand, Todd. No. All right. Tobias Olson writes, Jingle Bell Rock makes me think about Elvis. And Elvis makes me think about food. And food makes me think about Christmas. And Christmas makes me think about family. So, yeah. Jingle Bell Rock it is. Mr. Olson, I am having real difficulty following your logic. I feel like whatever is wrong with my brain is also wrong with your brain. I don't do anything about mine, and I'm fine, so, you know. All right. Don't worry about it. I think you're doing great. I have no idea how to pronounce your name, but I think it says Jassel. Jassel writes, Thanksgiving's not even over yet. All right. I'm sorry that the schedule worked out the way it did. I'm sorry we had to put the poll up before Thanksgiving. (laughs) All right. We got a third party vote here from Mothman69. Mothman69 writes, I'm voting third party for a very skeletor Christmas. I don't think you are following the the theme of this, uh, this episode, sir. Yes. That's not I'm in the spirit re- of the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Terrible. Scott Had- Haddlesey writes, Regina George doesn't pick losers. I think that's a vote for Jingle Bell Rock. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems right. Okay. All right. All right. But you may call me Th- Thrackerzod writes, this poll feels like you asked me which malignant brain tumor I like better. It's like Sophie's choice if Sophie hated her children. Well, yeah. Okay. So which malignant tumor do you like better? <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> All right. Gal Hazor writes, I have no idea. Both these songs sound like sweaters and consumerism. Going back to what you said. I mean, yeah, historically. Correct. All right. A couple short ones we'll finish with. Jacqueline Saylor writes, Brenda Lee is younger than Tony Basil. That's an insane stat. Is that really true? I think it is. Wow. All right. And she finally. Was just that young. Good. And finally, Richard Angle writes, Jingle Bell Rock can suck my Jingle Bell cock. Y'all are not in the Christmas spirit. Y'all are not. I don't know what to do with that. That's rude. It is. That's just rude. Well, finally, the results. I have no idea which way this is going to go. I like these. These songs are basically functionally identical to me, so it's, it's hard for me to pick. They are. That's the one thing we didn't say, which is that they are very similar songs. (laughs) Yes. I, I feel like I said it a lot. So which do you think won and by how much? I feel like this has got to be close. Um, I think Jingle Bell Rock's going to win based on title alone because it's simple to the point. The song is simple to the point. I think it's going to win based on the economy of the thing. Well, the answer. Oh, oh, I forgot to say this one. I thought this was pretty good. Omega Geek. The Omega Geek writes, begun the Jingle Hop has, said Yoda. Mm. <laughs> oh, and Greg D wrote, I got a jingle bell, and I think this is a rock emoji. So that's a that's a peanuts reference. Ah. All right. Good. Gotta get that out of the way. Now, you, the winner. <laughs> For a total of 454 to 256. That is a 63 to 37 split. Bigger than I thought. Yeah. The winner is Little Miss Dynamite Brenda Lee wow. rocking around the Christmas tree. 
what the fuck do I know? People, you know, everyone said like these songs are way too similar to pick, but everyone kind of leaned in the same direction. I'm going to say, I think that, that that's just a Brenda Lee love thing. I think that's, (laughs) I think that's just that people really love Brenda Lee. That's my, that's my guess. Which is uh, fair. I'm not sure how many people here know who Brenda Lee is, but the people who did know probably would have voted for Brenda Lee. A couple, a couple of people did say that. Nobody does it like Brenda Lee. <laughs> That's a Sara <laughs> right. Lee reference for, for the kids that don't know. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. The Jingle Hop has concluded. <laughs> <laughs> the Jingle Hop is now over. This house is clean. <laughs> well. All right. If you liked this episode, and I have no idea why you wouldn't, you can check us out on Patreon and get our bonus episodes. Toss us a dollar. We will review a new movie as a bonus episode only for our patrons every month. And if you can't do that, just leave us a nice review. Tell your friends about us. Make fun little fan animations of us if you want. Yes, you should. If somebody did, and it was great. It made me feel like we'd arrived. Now I want more. I'm greedy. I want it every day of my life. But yeah, think about it. Think about what you could do for us. <laughs> Leave us a... It's, it's a thing, Christmas. A, it's a Christmas. Give us a present, five stars, a nice review, and a, a dollar. dollar. Or a fan animation. Any one of those things, or all of the above. It's Christmas. Give us shit. And finally, our last episode of the year, we always do that, where we uh, try and get at least one song from this year. To do a debate about. And, uh, you know, since you picked this one, Lena, you want to announce it? Sure. Um, I actually listened to music this year. A wild More thing than to I do. Did. Yeah. And, uh, and it occurred to me that we should pick two songs that are popular, whose albums were, that had, had a lot of excitement around them, and were both fun to listen to, but also deeply self-loathing. And that is why our last episode will be Harry Styles, as it was, versus Taylor Swift, anti-hero. Oh, at last, the Harry versus Taylor matchup that's been brewing for a good seven years. I It's time. Since they broke up. but <laughs> It's great. I can't wait for one of them to write a song about Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's next, uh, next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.